0: So you have nailed all the previous rounds and now you're at the final stop, the interview. What should be your game plan? Sure, you could focus on your communication skills, practicing common questions, brushing up on your techie stuff and figuring out what to wear. But it's a new age. And while all this matters, is it enough to make you stand out? Everyone's pretty much as ready as you are. Maybe it's time to think differently because things have changed. Technologies, how recruiters see candidates, the whole shebang. So how do you leave your mark in the interview and grab that opportunity? Who better to spill the beans than Saurabh Deep Singla, the Chief HR Officer at Abgrad? With more than 25 years of experience, Saurabh has worked in various industries like retail, telecom, mining, etc. He has been instrumental in driving exponential growth in a startup environment and has successfully delivered complex HR transformation projects across industries. From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks. From make or break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers to people-related complexities like handling a difficult manager or a toxic work environment. WorkWise, we cover it all. Hi, welcome to WorkWise with Nokri, a show to help you work better and accelerate your career. Welcome, Saurabh, to WorkWise with Nokri. Hi, Devas. Thank you. Great. Happy to have you over here. We are really curious to know what is the way to crack any interview? With two and a half decades of experience in the space of HR, uh, like professionals and, and operations, what is it that you know and we don't know?
1: Uh, ple- pleasure to be here and, and really happy to talk about this topic, I mean, Over the last as many years uh, that I've worked for, and I believe that I'm still a fresher. Okay. <laughs> That's how I kind of look at everything, but the world is changing so fast and so dynamic. I do believe the way I gave an interview in 1997 and a an year and a half back to Ronnie I had mm-hmm. Upgrad, life is very, very different, I must tell you. What well, has changed? Earlier, they used to ask me, oh, what's your, gra- what's your graduation? What's your post-graduation? Have you done your studies? What's your marks? Now, nobody talks about that, by the way. There is zero mention of the qualification that comes mm-hmm. in the starting. People are always keen to know what's your skill set. Mm-hmm. Do you bring the ownership attitude? Do you bring something which is called a p understanding? Are you gadget freak or you are a gadget friendly or you don't What's know P&L? about gadgets? p is profit and loss mm-hmm. which is most important mm-hmm. for everyone, mm-hmm. be it a startup, be it any organization. And everyone wants to know are you going to be a fit for me to drive the right results. And it depends on the role for sure. I mean if it's a transactional role where you need somebody to do a particular stuff every day, there you would ask questions like okay can you do repetitive stuff what's your patience level but if it's about a leadership role then you would always want to know okay would you own it like an owner Mm -hmm. or would you own it like a professional Mm -hmm. or would you own it because you get a salary from you
0: and help me understand this is applicable for leaders or or also for the entry level middle level executives i mean i look for leaders at every level now Mm -hmm.
1: by the way uh Even if you're an individual contributor, for me, you're a leader of your role Mm -hmm. and your role is absolutely clear and key to the organization's success. So, I believe everyone's a leader Mm -hmm. and everyone has to make sure that you're not being nudged, but you're leading your own way Mm -hmm. and you're helping the organization succeed.
0: Makes sense. As you said that as an individual, like today, if you appear for any interview, the focus is more on what you can do than where you came from, what you've done
1: in the past. I mean, those are important, but how are you able to take the right snippets out of it and display it is what is more important in the interview. If somebody comes and tells me, well, these are the last 10 years and I've done A, B, C, D roles and talking about designations and telling about I was an assistant manager, then I was a manager, then I was a senior manager, then I was an associate director and blah, blah, blah. I think I would lose interest in the first 10 minutes for sure. Rather than if somebody says that, listen, I started as an individual contributor and I had an amazing journey in learning the transactions and then shaping them into a better project. Mm -hmm. And I made it so successful for me that I could do it at the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, listen, give me more. Mm -hmm. And then I got more. And then eventually I became a great individual contributor. And then I learned people's skills and then became a team manager. And today I lead a team with as much PNL, mm. as many people, and this is my organization's success that I've contributed at a top line and the bottom line. Mm. The top line being the revenue and the bottom line being the EBITDA or the profitability mm. that we talk about. So it's the same thing, but mm. if you talk about it very differently, mm. uh, the whole nuance changes, the whole mm. conversation changes in the interview. is
0: like one of the misconceptions that like you know like people have where they go with their old way of answering the questions. What are the other misconceptions that people have with to job interview?
1: I've been hearing a lot of people talking about going for an interview is like a Zoom call. I can just wake up. I may have my shabby hair, but somebody is only going to look at my skill. That's, That's how a, people think. Uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of people have started thinking. I Gen think, Z. The Gen or, Z. I would say everyone. actually not just the Gen Z. I've seen a lot of millennials getting this misconception that ये तो चलता and I always tell them that, listen, the first impression is always about how you're dressing and what are you talking and is there a smile on your face? So I would say if you're going to an organization which is a young, peppy organization, absolutely wear bright colors. Absolutely wear the right stuff, but it has to be, it can be business casual. It can't be casual because it's just that impression and it's also your confidence that you kind of carry. Smile because that connect that happens with the first eye contact and the smile just makes the other person feel that, listen, you're very happy coming here and you really want to make it happen. So that's on the dressing. I also tell people that if you're walking into a room, mm-hmm. the way you walk into the room also has to be like with confidence and you need to make sure your entry is an adult entry who's going and meeting another adult. Mm-hmm. Not like a child where you come and say, yes, sir, no, you tell me, can I sit here? You've got a chair and of course that's for you to sit. Go with confidence, pull the chair, sit, but say, may I sit? Small little things like those.
0: A lot of the youngsters would have this misconception that the HR knows it a lot more and I'm just a newbie and he should be the one with hand-holding me, like guiding me. And their entire way of answering the question that gets changed. Yeah. So, what is your advice to all those like youngsters who haven't been through many interviews, who haven't seen many years in the industry?
1: First of all, I'd like to tell all the youngsters, I used to be such an underconfident interviewer. Really? In the first 5-7 years of my life, I always used to feel, oh my god, these people know so much more than me. Mm-hmm. But for the interviewees, for these youngsters who believe that HR knows it all or the business knows it all, yeah. the fact of the matter is we are all in an ever evolving world. Mm-hmm. This world is not getting disrupted in decades now. (laughs) It's actually getting disrupted in months now. So, a chat GPT out of the blues came suddenly and we were like, man, this is such a good tool. Now, Upgrad is actually giving training on chat GPT regularly and making professionals more bolstered. Mm. Now, in a lot of interviews, we are asking, do you know how to use chat GPT? Right? So, but… HR people would not know it all, the business people would not know it all, and that's why we are hiring somebody else. What are the upcoming trends in the, in the hiring space? Skills based hiring is one, one, for sure. Two, we definitely want to look at people who know their own strengths. Awareness. Self awareness Self-awareness is really, really important because look, nobody's going to put you into a classroom and train you nowadays. Uh, it, there is so much available online. Uh, if an employee wants to learn, nowadays employees come back and say, listen, I want to do this course. Mm-hmm. Can you sponsor? Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to sponsor, that's fine because we did a recent skill based study. Uh, about 60% of professionals fund their own continuous learning. And one who have, you've seen the trend that about 65% plus of them have actually taken salary increases about three and a half times, two and a half times. Because of what and they learned on their own. Absolutely. Mm. And we've seen women professionals who've taken continuous studies. Uh, a lot of them have been much more successful, about 45% plus successful, while they came back to work if they've taken a break. Mm. So, for anyone who's going for an interview as well, talk about how you upskill and upscale yourself regularly. When you do that, the organization knows I'm not hiring somebody who will come into a role and would want to be there forever. This person will change with the changing times and will own much larger set of uh, work for us.
0: This is incredible, you know, where people are now not limited to their education qualification, it is more about this skill base. So since now we know the trends of the future, how to answer questions in the future, let's do a role play where Mm -hmm. I take this liberty. To be the HR and ask the question. Tell me something about yourself. Ah,
1: this is really, really interesting for sure.
0: I'm sure that your team members, all your juniors will be like, now is the game.
1: Oh, they they keep tricking me on, on a lot of these things. So so but but very interesting. Uh and I, I love this part by the way, because this is some this is a place where I believe you can create so much impact. Mm-hmm. This question is the simplest and the most asked question, but I would say the most abused as well. A lot of times we don't. Uh, put it in the right boxes as the sequence of information that we can put. I would say, if you could just cut it into a couple of pieces, number one, start with something about yourself in a very brief one or two statement that, okay, I'm Saurabh and uh, you should know I'm an avid biker. And on the weekends, if I get time, I would just take out my bike and go for a ride. But at the same time, during the week, it's a busy schedule for me because I just love getting immersed into the business. And learning a lot more about the products and services. And I love the concept of know your customer. So you start with a hook and talk about... With a hook. So that you have created already two, three questions by the way. The interviewer will now ask you questions based on what you've told. Hmm. So it's your ability to create this whole environment where the interviewer questions are created by the interviewee. So start with that hook. Number two, definitely then talk about... Where are you coming from, your organization and then start from, so you can do either ways, and both are fine that you can start from your first organization and come to the current organization. But if let's say you've got more than two to three organization experience, then try to bucket those organizations into a, into a cohort because you will not get too much of time to kind of talk about every company. Right. But when you talk about the company, definitely talk about the company name. Tell about what's the service or the product. Do not assume that the interviewer knows what yeah. your company does. It also displays that your connect, love and understanding of the organization is solid. True. If you can, and if your role is a role which is either in the leadership or anything to do with the financials, then bring, the, bring some description around the financials of the company as well. Numbers? Numbers would always, always help. But be thorough about your numbers. Don't just throw the numbers in the air because if you get caught, that's negative market. So then you talk about what was your core role in that company. Don't talk about designation. That's just mm. something which is so lousy. Nobody How do cares I care that. if you were yeah. an executive or a vice president? Right. You tell me what your role was. If you tell me that I was the lead for HR operations for a hundred crore business... Mm with a thousand people organization, where I had every month about 50 people joining and 30 people leaving, you've given me a full length and breadth of your role. And then you should certainly talk about one or two key things which are your achievement. Now, this is the second time you're throwing a hook to say, ask me questions about my achievement. So your achievement should not be, I have been awarded best performer five times in a year. That's... Fine. Generic. I mean, that's yeah. Mm. But you talk about why were you a consistent high performer? Mm. What did you do so differently that your work was not just noticed by your manager, but at the organization level, you believe you contributed? Now, if you could do that and then play on your strengths, create the connect because you should only get into the job if this whole interview mm. is about both connecting adult to adult mm. and You are also, and by the way, I forgot to tell you uh, one thing in the earlier one. You must ask the right questions to the interviewer. Mm. Because if you don't, the problem is, or the trouble is, one, the interviewer may feel that you are not inquisitive. Mm. Uh, But don't ask questions if the interviewer has already given the description and you know everything. But otherwise, ask one or two questions and ask them something that you genuinely have a doubt about. I mean, I would say, if you're there is so much of negativity around certain industries nowadays, right? Uh, I mean, I'm from higher education. We don't call ourselves an ed tech. We don't call call ourselves a startup as well. We're about seven and a half years old. with about 10 million plus learners under our radar. where We've helped them really. Uh, and with about in higher education, where we are continuously growing, growing. But there are a lot of times when my interviews come and say, but There's so much of negativity about EdTech. Can you tell me more? That question itself is such an intelligent question. For me, my my candidate is actually fearless. And is asking the right question. And it is important for their career. So, ask the right questions. uh, And make sure that you've done your research. And rest is all good.
0: Perfect. So, you helped me understand the components of the answer in the first part of it. And then you gave me what is not the right way to
1: answer. What are the other skills that a person should have looking at the future? Depending on what do you want to do in your career. So, I mean, we we work on Thrive Skills. Harappa is one of the entities, business that we have at Upgrad. We do a lot of programs for the women CEOs, CXOs and women leaders. We work on Thrive Skills there. Thrive Skills. Thrive Skills is anything. So, this is all about the day-to-day stuff and connecting the dots to the right strategy and knowing your stuff well. It's about I'm thriving to do something every day and it comes naturally to me when in I know examples? my strengths. So example is, if I know that I am, I'm somebody who is a relator mm-hmm. or I'm somebody who understands the basics of management and leadership, you put me into a role where I have to do a team management, I will do an amazing job in it. But let's say I know that I'm quite analytical in nature. I'm an introvert. I would avoid taking a role where I have to do a lot of public presence. Mm. Or I would have to go and do, uh, let's say, a large team management where I have to actually motivate every day. Mm. Well, I can display those skills by way of practice. Mm. But if I know I don't have that and I know my strengths, I'll pick up the right job. So technical skills, thrive skills, there are social skills. Uh, then on top of it, the ability to see the future and connect the right dots for my career into what I want to do next. Uh, we don't want people who are risk averse nowadays. From the candidate side, half an hour, or only one hour.
0: What is it that they should definitely focus on that
1: non-negotiable? I'll say one, before the interview, the candidate must do a thorough research on the company. About the company. Yeah. Uh, do a thorough research on people who have left the company as well because those are the people who will talk a lot about culture while they're moving out yeah, yeah? <laughs> uh, there's no one website but there are various websites yes. and you can connect Two, I would also say research on the product and services and understand is it sustainable or not it should not be an idea which is ballooned you join for the fun of it and then next very month or year you you realize oh my god what did I do And at the same time, during the interview, the interviewee, the candidate should also assess the interviewer in terms of, is there respect displayed? Is there apt information interviewer is also sharing by answering certain questions or already? I mean, I would always start the interview by not asking the candidate to talk, but I talk about myself, about UpGrad, about what we do, what makes us special and what does this job entail? The first 10 minutes has to be about me talking because let the other person gauge whether I am suitable to be their mm-hmm. HR leader or a manager or no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the interviewee, should, the candidate should be fearless in the interview, mm-hmm. driving an adult to adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And definitely if you think that there is something that you may uh, not, if you are not clear about and it will hold you back from accepting the offer if you get one ask that question. And this is applicable to all
0: the industries, not just the like upgrade, right? 100%. We talk about the changing times, we talk about disruption. Mm-hmm. How can a candidate like communicate that yes, he's adaptable, that he can really play as a catalyst mm-hmm. in the industry disrupting
1: the game? Practical examples work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will make both the candidate and the interviewer confident. Because one is to actually read a book and come back and say, "Oh look, I read this in Philip Kotler book. All respect to Philip Kotler. We've all read it. (laughs) But that's theoretical. Uh, I can impress if I'm talking to a client for a pitch. But if I'm a candidate and if that change management and adaptability and flexibility and agility uh, is important, then there'll be some example from the past for sure. And the agility can be A couple of examples can be how did I shift in COVID times from a work from office to a work from home and I was productive on the hour one and not even the day one. can be a very good example. It can also be Well, COVID got over and then I switched back to work from office and how. So you you can talk about a project where let's say you were doing a project and it was going super successful. Suddenly the funds got pulled out Mm. or a resource left. Or something happened that disrupted the project. What did you do at that time? And you can be a team player contributing double or 2x or 4x. You can be a team member influencing the group to still continue to work. Or you can be the leader who got everyone together, quickly redistributed the work. Some of these examples, if you've done that, you will realize. And a lot of times, I can tell you a lot of candidates have done that, but they've not prepped for the interview. Mm. Now, if you haven't prepped for the interview, you're of course not going to talk about
0: it. Some HRs love to throw bouncers in an interview. (laughs) So, (laughs) before anyone faces an interview, what bouncers do you have to
1: offer in an interview?
0: Well, I can say that,
1: uh, listen, I saw your history and I got some feedback from the last organization. Your manager was telling uh, and sorry, but this information came to me. I've got to hear that your manager is planning to remove you from the job. Can you tell me why? The person is like, uh, oh God, This person. person will say, listen, what is this bouncer? Or I can also throw a bouncer and say, but uh, I heard you've been appearing for interviews in my competition as well. So, I don't think you're very sure of joining me. Is it a job or a real career? Do you really believe Upgrad is the only place you'll die for? Give us the answer also. <laughs> the answer is, uh, well, sir, I don't know about others and I don't know what you heard. Mm-hmm. I'm here, and that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I can't sign a bond. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you with confidence, this is the only place I would work for.
0: and If you say that, uh, I know it worked I for me. Ronnie gave me the job. I told him the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like validated. It. <laughs> it works. Towards the end of the interview, we have a chance to ask questions to the interviewer. Should they ask a question? If yes, then what? Well.
1: If the interviewer has asked you to ask a question, uh, if you have nothing in your mind, you should say, no sir, thank you, but you actually answered so many questions already and thank you for investing that extra time on me. This is perfect for me. I don't have any extra question. But if you, you, and depends on what you can ask. I mean, different people may have, I can't give you a list of questions because that's going to be a cheat sheet. But typically, I would always want to know about the culture. Of the organization, I would always want to know about uh, how sustainable is the product mm-hmm. and the service of the organization, and what's your, what is it that keeps you awake in the midnight? Uh, what are the stresses like? And those questions can lead to a very very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. What else can be asked? You can you can always ask that. Uh, it's never ask that. Uh, should I assume that I've got the job never ask that
0: has it happened with
1: you oh a lot of people have asked me and I've always told them that uh, you know because you're asking that question and you're not confident about it my friend I don't think you've got it yeah thank you Sora, for these like valuable insights it was a pleasure
0: listening to you Likewise. and uh, more and more power to your team you know the way you are like empowering everyone it's, it's brilliant thank you so much thank you very much lovely to be here Thank you so much for listening to this episode of WorkWise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Also, do share this with your friends who would benefit from this episode. I'm Divas Gupta and you're listening to WorkWise with Nokri, a career podcast from Nokri.com, produced by Wine Studio.